got the power, I know the powers that be. Yeah, for these unbelievable dreams, had to do more than it seems. I speak of these things, now I got trophies and rings. This is the victory thing. I got this. WrestleMania week is finally upon us right here on WrestleRant Radio. Days away from the most anticipated weekend of the year, WrestleMania 35 on Sunday, TakeOver Friday, G1 Supercard on Saturday, Raw on Monday. We're going to be in attendance for it all this coming weekend in the New York, New Jersey area. I cannot fucking wait for my second WrestleMania weekend. Mr. Marceau's third after going to last year, or not last year, but two years ago in Orlando, this year in New York, New Jersey, in New Orleans, Five years ago for WrestleMania 30, the only person in the building, fun fact, that was cheering the streak as it ended. You could see a mini Marceau in the crowd just going nuts as uh, Brock Lesnar pinned Taker to put the 1 and 21 and 1. But that's behind us. Today we're talking WrestleMania 35. As always, we're bringing on the big guns here. RJ Marceau to help me break down TakeOver and WrestleMania. He's always here on the show for the Big 4, Big 5 pay-per-views. And here we are. RJ, welcome back to WrestleRant Radio, my friend. Thanks for having me back, GSM. How, how amped are you right now on a scale from 1 to uh, 10 for TakeOver and WrestleMania on Sunday and Friday, respectively? Probably like an 8.59. Um, pretty excited. It looks like it's going to be a good weekend weather-wise. I was a little nervous about that. I thought it would be freezing or probably raining, but it looks like it's going to be like 60, I think it's like 65, 50 degrees on Sunday. So not too cold, but not too warm. And it looks like it should be cleared up. So I'm excited. I think both shows will be have. Oh, at least TakeOver will be really good. WrestleMania could be shaky with some of the matches, but all in all, I'm excited, and uh should be a fun weekend. Are you sure? Because I think I have a few texts saying that you were going to be sending your hands for TakeOver, so I'm not too sure about that. Yeah, I mean, there's so many van- vanilla midgets on that show, I might have to send <laughs> my hands a few times, but, but besides that, I should be pretty excited. I didn't know I got Kevin Nash's number in my phone. I'll have to check my number again. That's weird. i gotta check my I got to check my contacts. But So how on a scale from 1 to 10... How amped are you to be back in that shithole that is New York and New Jersey? Um, I'd probably say a five. I honestly, like, I just, I don't, I don't like cities that much, and I honestly, I've only been to New York a few times. Brooklyn's not too bad, but it's the city in general. Just like, I don't love it. Just so crowded usually, and just such a pain in the ass to get around. I guess the only positive is I'm not flying, so I save some money there. Mm-hmm. Flying can kind of just be a pain in the ass sometimes, but besides that, I'm not too thrilled to be going to city but it is what it is i was gonna say at least on the bright side now that we take subways and like barclays and stuff like that um depending on what you're taking with trains and subways and whatnot at least it's not SummerSlam weekend like it was a few years ago when we went and you got all the sweaty marks up against you and it reeks in those subways it just does not get much worse than that but then again it is new york you're still gonna have people rubbing up against you anyway so it can't really be much much better from what I assumed. Like you said, it's going to be like 45, 50, 55, hopefully like closer to 60 over the weekend. But I think I read something today that said there was a chance of rain. Did you see that or is that just May? I saw it a, like a week ago maybe, and then I checked this morning. It still said sunny and 60. Um, like I said, there's always probably a chance of a little rain, but uh, last time I checked it said it was just be fine. Hey, we'll say there's bound to be a year one of these years where WrestleMania gets poured on. And at MetLife, I checked, you can't bring in umbrellas. So unless you have a poncho, you're pretty much fucked. So I'm hoping it happens one of these years, selfishly, at a year that I'm not there. 
Um, but it would be great to see just to see how they would handle it. I'm sure the performers would be fine, but like the fans and all the dumb people that are there anyway, um, probably would not prepare for it. So it would be great to see what that would turn into. Um, real quick though, before we get to NXT Takeover um, predictions for New York on Friday. Tampa is the next WrestleMania location. We've discussed it before over text. I think we've talked about it here on the show before that Tampa was a possibility. They've been in Orlando now, the Florida area actually, like three or four times between two years ago when we were there. They were there back in 2012 for WrestleMania 28, 24, and all these other manias. So that's that's quite a bit of a quite a bit of Florida time and for WrestleMania within the span of like a dozen years. Um, any anticipation or expectations? of going to uh, WrestleMania in Tampa next year. Yeah, definitely interested. I was interested in going to the shows. Um, at this point, I've kind of... Before, I didn't like, really have the money. Now that I'm working and stuff, it's definitely a yearly thing now. Um, depending on scheduling, I depending on the scheduling, I'll probably be there. And then where is the Royal Rumble? It's, it's not in Phoenix, is it? Where is it again? It was in Phoenix this past year. I don't know where it is. I don't it, know if they have... They announced it was at some other baseball stadium because I know we were talking about it a while ago, but I forgot where they said it was. Uh, I I feel like it was somewhere like that. I don't remember. Royal Rumble 2019 or Royal Rumble 2020, actually. Let me say. Oh, it's, it's in Houston. It's at Minute Maid Park. Okay. Oh, right, right, Houston. Okay, all right. That's not too bad. That would be another place I I would be. Uh, I'd be excited to check out at some point just to see uh, a show in, in Texas, whether it be the Rumble or WrestleMania, whatever. But Tampa's hard to pass up because the weather is always great down there. But nonetheless, uh, we're talking NXT TakeOver New York first. We always break down TakeOver first uh, before we get to the main roster pay-per-views, and it's almost always better than the main roster show. The only instance I can recall where the main roster pay-per-view was better than TakeOver, not just for WrestleMania, but like any weekend in the last number of years where a takeover has preceded a main roster pay-per-view, was actually when we went two years ago in Orlando. I thought takeover was good, but Mania was far superior, at least in my opinion. Um, I don't think that'll be the case this year, especially with WrestleMania set to be like fucking eight hours. Um, Takeovers are rarely over two and a half, sometimes three hours. It's usually from like two to two and a half hours. And this is a stacked card on paper. And as I've said to you multiple times in the last couple of weeks, this very well could be like the most stacked and star-studded um, takeover card they've ever had, where every match on the card is a championship match, and that's never been the case with a takeover before. So for that reason alone, I think this could be like a killer show, where every match has the potential to be a show stealer. But we'll start with the NXT Tag Team Title match first uh, between Alistair Black and Ricochet, and the current champions, the War Raiders, who have been kind of conspicuous by their absence recently with the exception of tonight on NXT TV. Um, don't have a lot of steam right now after winning the belts back in January, but Black and Ricochet likely are not winning. They're already main roster bound. They've been on Raw and SmackDown for close to two months now, and they will be competing for the SmackDown Tag Team titles on Sunday. Uh, so your prediction here, RJ, and if we see the NXT Tag Team Champions uh, Championships change hands, and then we see the Tag Team Champions show up at WrestleMania in the form of Black and Ricochet. Uh, I think it's going to be... Uh got to be War Raiders here. Um, basically, with Black and and, and uh, Ricochet, it's basically like their last call match, basically, for NXT. Get their last match in there, takeover match against the War Raiders. I really like them as a team so far on uh, main roster. At least they're doing something with them. 
I kind of at first was a little skeptical with the tag team, but they've actually been featured pretty much on Raw SmackDown every week. So I'm excited for them on main roster. I think that's a good way to break them in instead of just kind of taking up random singles time. The tag team divisions on both shows, at least Raw, at least. I think SmackDown's kind of has that together, but at least it puts them somewhere on the car and puts them prominently somewhere that people can see them. Singles, I think they could have, at this point, been lost in the shuffle going to WrestleMania. So I think bringing them up as a tag team is a good idea. They have great chemistry. Love doing the black mask into uh, the 630. I think it's a great spot for them. <laughs> I think it's just a great, I think it's just like a great tag team finisher without doing it together. Um, so I think they lose here in a great match. And it's pretty much their last match in NXT. And it's put over War Raiders pretty big. I agree. The swan song for Black and Ricochet from NXT. I'm glad they're on the card. It would have been very easy for NXT to take them off the show and not include them on TakeOver just because they're already on the main roster. People know they're not winning here. They're not walking into Mania as the tag team champions. But it's pretty remarkable. Within seven days, within a six-day time frame, they're competing for the Raw tag team titles on Raw, the NXT tag team titles on Friday, and the SmackDown tag team titles on Sunday to compete for two of those titles within within a week is like unheard of. Let alone the you know all three, which is pretty amazing. Whether they walk out with any of these tag team titles coming out of WrestleMania weekend is on you know probably all that not that likely. But um, still, this should be a great match. War Raiders. I'm not the biggest fan of them. I know you aren't either, but I know they can go in there and deliver a great match with the right opponents. They had an awesome match with Undisputed Era back at Takeover Phoenix. This should be no exception. And, um, yeah, I'm expecting a War Raiders successful title defense here as well. Uh, from there, we get to, let's see, the WWE United Kingdom Championship match between the longest reigning champion of any kind in WWE in the last number of years, Pete Dunne, who is closing in on 700 days as the WWE UK champion, having held the belt since May of 2017, the day I graduated college. That's how long Pete Dunne has been the UK champion for, which is pretty remarkable. Uh, but he's facing Walter, who recently debuted back in January at the NXT UK TakeOver show. You, RJ, said that you actually got your fo- first real look at Walter earlier today. Uh, so your first impressions of Walter, and if he's walking out the new UK champion on Friday. Um, I wasn't too overly impressed with him. I think he has like a special aura out of him. I wouldn't say it was the greatest match they had with, uh, I think it was Joe Coffey. Right, Joe Coffey. It was probably it was either Joe or Mark. I think it was Mark who we faced, but it might have been one of the two. Yeah, Yeah. it was an all right match. I wouldn't say it was the greatest thing I've ever seen, but um, I definitely had to warm up to him. But I think he'll probably be black, uh, not black. He'll be Pete Dunn here. Um, Dunn has had a great reign, like you said. It's been freaking two years basically at this point. Um, I think he's bigger than the UK brand itself. So I could see him either going just to NXT more exclusively or eventually making the main roster. I think he's bigger than the NXT UK brand. Walter, at this point, is his biggest competitor. Um, that's definitely new. And I think he's made, more meant to be of a more NXT UK mainstay for this point. Um, I'd say Walter goes over and then maybe done, goes to NXT more as a frequent player or maybe a main roster. Yeah, that's my hope as well. I mean, Pete Dunne now has been in the system for close to two years. They had that first UK title tourney back in January of 2017. And I said at that point, the guy was ready for the main roster. So, I mean, he's still fairly young. He's not going anywhere. So they have plenty of time to push him when they want to. And again, pushing people to the main roster, it sounds better in theory than it does in execution just because, I mean, they have so many people lost in the shelf right now. You look at that Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. And how many of those people, Andrade, a year ago, going in to take over 
um, New Orleans was the NXT champion a year later in the fucking Andre Battle Royal. So sometimes getting called up to the main roster is not as glorious as it sounds, but um, it, it, it's only really a matter of time. Like you said, I think he's become bigger than the NXT UK brand, and uh, he's kind of done it all. He's already faced and beat everyone on that show. It's time for him to move on, and I think Walter is a fitting replacement for him as the face of NXT UK. So I agree. I think we have a new NXT, or rather WWE UK champion on Friday. Uh, we move from there to the NXT North American Championship match between Velveteen Dream and Matt Riddle. This should be a great match. Feud recently started, doesn't have a ton of steam, but uh, they seem to have great chemistry as characters together. The in-ring chemistry should be no different. Um, this could very well go either way. Dream just won the belt back in January, early February from Johnny Gargano, but Matt Riddle's been undefeated since showing up in NXT late last year. So he also is riding a wave of momentum right now. This could very well go either way. Matt Riddle going for the gold in the same arena that he, that he technically debuted in um, back in August to take over Brooklyn. Uh, I think it was four. So, um, yeah, this could very well go either way. I'm tempted to say that Dream retains, though, just because he's just starting out as champion, and unless they're calling him up as soon as Monday or Tuesday, I think it would be... It would be premature to take the title off him so soon, but Matt Riddle winning would be great too. So I'm I'm kind of open to either possibility, but I have Dream going over. How about you, RJ? Um, uh, this is a tough one for me. I'm not a huge fan of either guy. Um, I think it'll be a great match. Like you said, Riddle has been undefeated since he's come in. Um, I wouldn't say I'm the biggest Matt Riddle fan, and the same with Velveteen Dream. Um, but I think they both can put on a great match. So I'm not really worried about the match itself. Um. I think. Uh, I just like. I feel like they're building up Riddle. I don't know if he's gonna lose. Um, I'll go with. I'll, I'll go with the other side. I'll say Matt Riddle wins. Um, I think Dream. Uh, I don't know if he'll be the next contender for the championship. But I think he, him being contending for the championship, the main championship's kind of on his horizon. So I'll say Riddle wins, um, and then Velveteen goes for the title down the road. But um, I think it should be a good match. Just not too invested in either guy. All right, I agree. Should be a good match nonetheless. Okay, so for the NXT Women's Championship, Fatal 4-Way here. And you know, NXT loves their multi-women matches for these women's championships. You go back to, like, a few years ago. We had a four-way match to crown a new NXT Women's Champion at TakeOver. I think it was over Royal Rumble weekend in Houston or Dallas, maybe. It wasn't Dallas. San Antonio. San Antonio. They they have a lot of Texas shows. But yeah, San Antonio, they had one in Houston as well when Ember Moon won the belt. Um, I think they did a three-way one time, so, yeah, they have, um, they have a ton, they have a ton of, um, you know, NXT Women's Championship multi-women matches, this should be no different, at least they're good, though, at least they're entertaining, so I will say that much, but, um, yeah, this is another one that I'm not all that sold on, just because there's a few different ways that this could go, Kyrie Sane, I feel like, has the lowest chance of winning, just because she's already held the bill, nowhere really to go with her as champion, um, Io Shirai was originally my pick, like, as of earlier today, but I feel like with Shirai, though, I feel like there's a better chance that she and Kyrie seem continue to be a tag team, and they go for the WWE Women's Tag Team Championships, as opposed to Shirai being a singles champion, and that really leaves Baszler and Belair, so Baszler, if they want, I, I could see her retaining the title if she's not getting called up, but I feel like she is, especially to replace Ronda Rousey and Raw, 
So I think Baszler loses, thus leaving Belair as the only other logical choice. Yeah, she didn't win the belt back in you know January when she first went for it, but I think now might be the time to put the belt on her. And Baszler doesn't have to get pinned. So um, yeah, I'm going to go with Bianca Belair, the new NXT Women's Champion. So who do you think emerges from this match, RJ, the NXT Women's Champ? Uh, you kind of stole my thunder for a minute, and then you switched your picks. So I'm kind of happy on that one. <laughs> um, I'm I, I'm gonna say it's gonna be Shirai. Um, I I understand what you're saying with her and Zayn, but um, I, I I feel like you'd still do it if she even is the champion. So they could just do a cross, and they could be on Raw SmackDown. Because I, I feel like Zayn, like I said, they've been there, done that. I don't know what they really do with her as champion. But where? I don't know if it's like I feel like people have cooled off on her since her match with with Baszler. Once it was the worst match I've ever seen, but one of the it wasn't the greatest. Uh, no, I agree. Yeah. That her and Baszler had. Um, so I feel like people have cooled off on her a little bit, and I feel like Shirai is more of the hot hand at this point. And like you said, I think Baszler. It's inevitable she'll be getting called up, and I don't know who else is really. If she wins this, then who else is there really for her to face? She's kind of beating everyone at this point. Uh, I'm going to go Shirai just to change it up as well. I want to be shot the Belair wins, but I don't think Zane has any shot, and then Baszler's going to get called up. So it's either uh, Belair or, or Shirai, but I'll go Shirai to mix it up a little bit. This should be a fun match, but I was thinking earlier, like, when we... Did you watch NXT tonight or on Wednesday or I no? Did. You did? Okay. So they showed the Candice LeRae segment outside with her and Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah. And it got me thinking, like, why isn't this, like, I, I would believe, like, it would have been great had they built up Candice to the point where she was the one going for the championship on this show. Um, on the same show where Johnny Gargano was going for the NXT championship and having the two, like, be dual champions or have one be the champion, blah, 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 blah. They have done, like, like, there were people complaining when she first came into the company, like, oh, why aren't they doing more with her? She's underutilized. Like, I understood. But she's been now in NXT for over a year, and she hasn't really done anything. Aside from being involved in the whole Johnny Gargano storyline, and even that's not getting culminated, so I, I don't know what's going on with her. Um, but she would have been a, a great pick, I think, to face Baszler on the show and be the ultimate underdog, a lot like Johnny Gargano is. So maybe they're holding off on that. I I don't know what her deal is, but it seems like <clears throat> they're using her just to further Johnny Gargano's story, as opposed as opposed to focusing on her as a real threat to that championship. But um, of these four women, I'm gonna still stick with Belair, but Shirai winning. I'd be happy for that as well. They're all they're all very good. And that leaves us with the main event, the two out of three falls match for the NXT Championship, the vacant NXT Championship, I should say, between Johnny Gargano and Adam Cole. Um, they turned a negative into a real positive in such a short span of time with Tommaso Ciampa's injury. He went down like a lot sooner than anyone expected, thus leaving us with an impromptu main event for TakeOver. But this should be awesome. It's a match we've never actually seen before, despite the fact they've been in the company in NXT together for like a year and a half. And we have yet to see Adam Cole versus Johnny Gargano one-on-one, which is pretty cool. Um, Gargano, obviously, the whole story has been him, you know, with him leading up to this point, going for the NXT Championship in Brooklyn with Adam Cole, the guy debuted in that same arena two years ago. So it's a great story to be told here. The in chemistry should be great with the added stipulation of it being a two out of three falls match. So again, this should be a fantastic main event. But um, yeah, again, another match that could very well go either way. I'm tempted to say Cole, and he is my official pick. Um, but I could see people, you know, for the rationale, if only because Gargano, before Ciampa got hurt, was on the main roster. Now, they could still stick him on the main roster coming out of WrestleMania without Ciampa, 
Um, I don't know where that would be, whether it be on Raw or SmackDown, hopefully not 205 Live. But if he sticks around in NXT, him as champion, it would be an amazing moment. Don't get me wrong, but I feel like what really more is there for him to do? Like, if Adam Cole's in chase mode again, I don't know, I feel like it's more compelling if Gargano's still in chase mode and Adam Cole wins the title here after the kind of the undisputed there have been down on their luck recently. So that's why Adam Cole's my pick. I think he walks out the new NXT champion. So who emerges here, the new NXT champion, RJ? Johnny Wrestling or Adam Cole Bebe? Adam Cole Bebe. Uh, I was I, I feel like tempting wise. I want to say Johnny Gargano too, but like you said, he's on the he's been or he did be on the main roster. If he wins the championship, where's there really to go at this point? Um, I think Cole's the right one to win the belt. He has kind of been not lost in the shuffle, but since losing the North American Championship, he hasn't really done a whole lot. I think, like you said, on the era, their luck's been down recently. And I think it's Adam Cole's time to be the main champion of NXT. Be perfect. There'll be a couple of matches for him. To f- There's a couple of matches to do with him, and it just puts them on top. And I don't know, Gargano winning, like you said, would be a great moment, but where does it really go from there? It wasn't really too much for him to do. So I think Cole is the right person for to win the belt and kind of be the one to carry NXT in the 2019. Would it be possible to see Adam Cole, that, that Adam Cole becomes NXT champion on Friday and then the rest of Undisputed Era eventually win gold as well? So we have like an evolution-like faction in NXT? Oh, I, I'm surprised. Honestly, so they haven't done it yet. But I think with Gargano and Black and kind of basically all of them kind of weeding them out going towards towards the main roster I could so see them having any uh era holding all the gold yeah I mean they, they they came close to that last year when Cole was the NXT North American champion and Undisputed Era were the NXT tag team champions um but Undisputed Era lost the belts back in January they have really not been seen much since then uh that being Cole and O'Reilly so hopefully they you know not, not Cole I'm sorry O'Reilly and um Bobby Fish and Roderick Strong, I feel, could be a great contender for the NXT North American title. So, if Matt Riddle loses, maybe he goes for the belt soon enough, too. Roderick Strong in that role, and then the tag team guys and Adam Cole would be a great golden faction in NXT. But those are our predictions for TakeOver New York on Friday. Again, top to bottom, this could be one of the best TakeOvers to date. And I hate jinxing myself, because I feel like in saying that, I'm setting my expectations too high. But fuck it, it's NXT. It never disappoints. And we've been to a lot of TakeOvers. Um, including TakeOver Philly last January, which was a great show. But I feel like this has the potential to be the best of the bunch. So I, I cannot wait for the show. And uh, WrestleMania weekend could peak early with uh, TakeOver New York. So from there, we'll move right into... Actually, I'll say this real quick. I forgot. To, I ask you this every single time, RJ, and I completely forgot. So real quick before we move forward, if they do the whole person in the spot crowd, a person in the crowd spot where they show a new signee, blah, blah, blah. They've done it with... Keith Lee, they did it uh, the last couple WrestleMania weekends with, you know, Kota Ibushi, Bobby Roode, Drew McIntyre. This year, I think there's a good chance, I know you're not overly familiar with him, but Kushida from New Japan, he actually left their company a few months ago, and he's been NXT, uh, you know, rumored for NXT for a while now, so I think it's almost a lock that he'll be in the crowd, that's my pick, as well as potentially Shane Strickland, a.k.a. Killshot from Lucha Underground. Now, I know we talked about that back in January, but I think it's officially a lock that he's coming on in. I think he's set to perform, or uh, report rather, the Performance Center on the 9th, which is next Tuesday, actually. So, pretty good chance we see him in the crowd as well. So, any other predictions, or are those your thoughts, too? Those are literally the 
other two people I was going to say. Uh, <laughs> I just feel like they've been rumored, for, like you said, they've been rumored they're going to report soon. So I think they could be them too. They could always do a shocker, but I think those are kind of the two main guys on the dirt sheets right now. So I'm going to go with them as well. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, they've done some... Um, I, I would love to see someone surprising show up, which we have seen before in NXT, like when Drew McIntyre showed up. Literally no indication that he was going to NXT. When he left Impact, it seemed to be that there was no sign that he was coming back to WWE. So that was an amazing moment. Like, that shocked the hell out of me. Bobby Roode was a very surprising, too, um, just because I didn't think he would ever be in WWE. So, again, I, I would love to see them, you know, shake things up. But at this point, I feel like... The wrestlers know that NXT and WWE is not the be-all, end-all, and that there is AEW, there's other options, so I don't think everyone's, you know, really wanting to sign with NXT right now, despite the fact that it's the hottest thing going, but um, yeah, I think Kushida and Shane Strickland are two of the most likely candidates to have their faces shown in the crowd at TakeOver on Friday in New York. So again, moving forward to WrestleMania 35, this is a fucking loaded card. We won't spend too much time on each match, at least the preliminary ones. But first, of course, starting with the pre-show battle royals, the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal Trophy on the second annual. Uh, there's a ton of women already lined up to take part in this matchup. Let's see the competitors here. They have Dana Brooke, Mickey James, Ruby Riot, Lynn Morgan, and Sarah Logan from Raw. And then from SmackDown, they have Asuka, Carmella, Naomi, Lana, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, Zelina Vega, and then the free agent Nikki Cross. Um, of those women, or maybe of not those women, assuming it's someone that has not yet entered their name into the match yet, who could you see becoming the second ever WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal winner, RJ? Um, I think the, everyone keeps saying Asuka. I think like she's definitely the most qualified person to win it, but like she's just the women's champion. She's going to win a battle royal. That means nothing. Um, it's honestly, and you forgot, it's the fabulous moment of battle royal. Um, <laughs> I wanted to get that mixed up. Um... I think it should be someone that, like, obviously, I don't know, the trophy should mean more than it does, or, like, winning it should mean something. Obviously, they just, they, it should be, like, a huge title shot, something that means something. Like, give people, like, why should, why do you care if you win if it has no meaning? But, um, I want to say, for my enjoyment, I want to say Mandy Rose wins. Um, it's not going to do anything for her career because the match means nothing, but I'll say Mandy Rose. Uh, when's the second annual uh, Fabulous Mother Battle Royal? Like you said, there is no reason to care about this thing because the only other one that they've done meant fucking nothing. Who was it that won it again? I think Naomi. Naomi won it. Naomi won it. The big uterus-looking fucking trophy that means absolutely nothing. It's horrid-looking. It just has no prestige or importance, whatever. What did she do after WrestleMania last year? Nothing. She has done nothing, literally in the last two or three years, since she lost the uh, SmackDown Women's title. And uh, have you seen, like, all these complaints recently from Naomi and Naomi fans about her, the fact that she's not on TV? It's this ginormous controversy right now that she's getting slighted opportunities because they canceled that four-way at SmackDown a few weeks ago. So she's been, like, complaining online, like, oh, I need more TV time. Like, listen, girl, you're not that good to begin with. Like, you're okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I saw that. It's just, like, uh, what I understand is with someone like that, like, there's always going to be a point in your career that you're not – doing anything like there's plenty of, unless you're like charlotte or sasha banks you're pretty much even becky lynch there's months that she was even on freaking tv for christ's sakes <laughs> okay, now like there's points like i don't know i feel like when people like oh push naomi like there's just not always a spot for them to push everyone like there's gonna be points that people aren't wrestling or aren't something prominent like it's just the way it is if 
you don't like it, then change your character or do something different. She's been the same fucking glow person the last two years, and no one, people gave up on that two years ago. Like, you gotta keep changing and developing yourself. You're just the same person. If they're not, that's someone that's highly, they're invested, and then you're not gonna get your shot. Like, sorry. No, exactly. That's the, the, the issue with that argument, too, and I totally agree with that, is that I, I could see that applying to someone like an Asuka, who, like, he can't be pushed all the time, and she's been treated largely like shit since she got called up to the main roster. But, like, with Naomi, she's really not that good. Like, she was over, really over for a cup of coffee a few years ago. But, like, all things considered... For someone that got over shaking their ass a few years ago as part of the Funkadactyls, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like she should not have as much success as she has. I'm going to be totally honest with you. That's going to rile up the, the Naomi marks, but, like, she's really not that good. She <laughs> she won the SmackDown Women's Championship twice, including at WrestleMania. Okay, cool. She won the WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. Like, okay. She's won two years in a row at WrestleMania. Why is she complaining about not being at WrestleMania this year? You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, she should not be that successful to begin with. Like, the whole idea, a couple, I think it was about like a month or two ago, there was a report going around that was saying like, oh, they're trying to get fired on purpose so they can go to AEW. Like, Naomi and AEW is comical. They would eat her for a fucking lunch. Like, she's not even that good. So, I'm just, I just want to throw that out there. Um, they did sign, um, not, not that they signed, but... Uh, I know that Emma's a free agent now, so maybe that she'll go to All Elite at some point. I would not be entirely surprised. She'd be a good fit there. So, um, yeah, I got, um, who did you say again? Asuka, you think you said would win this? I think it's a Mandy Rose. Mandy Rose. I'm going to go with Lacey Evans. I think Asuka comes close, and then Lacey Evans just comes in and dumps her out. Because, like, if she's not debuting in this match, then maybe they bring her back or, like, put her in the ring on the Raw or SmackDown after Mania. Like, that's my guess. Otherwise, I don't know why they've been doing what they've been doing with her on and on uh, Raw and SmackDown in the weeks leading up to this pay per view. What'd you say? Who cares? I fucking hate fucking Lacey Evans. <laughs> She's trash. She's not even good. <laughs> she was in NXT for a sip of coffee, and they start pushing her like she's fucking good. She was great. She had all those classic matches with Aaliyah in NXT. <laughs> <laughs> all those classic matches that I sat on my fucking hands for. She oh. The only person she beat with any fucking... She, I think she beat Candice LeRae. Whippy ding dong. Uh-uh. They're like, oh, she's gonna get a big push. Like, why? She's a big fucking blonde bimbo. <laughs> she had a good match in front of 20 people at an armory in Florida. So, like, that doesn't count for a main roster call-up. Fucking good match in a bingo hall in fucking... Fucking Corpus Christi, Texas. Like, anyone gives a rat's ass. <laughs> but uh, Vince... I'm, not, I'm not sold on her. I think that she was one of those people they called... Like, pretty much that whole crop of NXT people that just called up or got called up way too early. They're doing legit nothing with any of them. No, it was such a waste. An absolute... <laughs> that was the worst group of NXT call-ups in history. Like, They no... literally called up the people that deserve to get called up, like a month later and then they just gave up on everyone else yeah I know it's not like they were really pushing those people from the get go anyway it was pretty apparent that for as long as they waited to call those people up like they started promoting their arrivals like a month out and when they finally debuted they weren't assigned to any show they weren't given any sort of prominence most of them weren't even in the Royal Rumble matches like what a waste and then one of them got oh I have an anxiety attack and then he won't debut on Raw like get over it dude like that's 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 the big time like deal with it you had, the, you had the chance to face John Cena at WrestleMania. Oh, I got a little nervous. Like, the fuck over it, dude. Like, if you... 
What? <laughs> anxiety attack, dude. What? Is, it's twenty. It's so twenty nineteen when when someone gets an anxiety attack and that prevents them from debuting on the main roster. That's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my entire life. And now people are saying, oh, maybe he'll return at WrestleMania. Why the fuck would he debut at WrestleMania in front of 80,000 people if he couldn't cut it in front of 20 people in Florida? Like, does that sound ass backwards to, to, anyone, else but, to, to anyone else but me? Like, I don't know, Lars Sullivan's a bust. For all the time they spent building that guy up, where did he go? He just persona non grata, fell off the face of the earth. I, could, I would not be surprised to see him in Impact a year from now fucking facing Bully Ray or something like that. Good God. But <laughs> anyway, uh, going to the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal here. Speaking of losers, we have Otis, Tucker, EC3. Talk about a fucking waste. Um, Hardy Boys, who are doing nothing right now. Shelton Benjamin, forgot he was even employed. Gallows and Anderson. What the hell happened to them? Andrade. <laughs> the list goes on and on and on. Why even bother calling these people up? But um, Raw has even bigger losers. The Ascension, Slater, Rhino, just there to collect a friggin' paycheck. The B Team, those guys were tag team champions at one point. Which I can't even bring myself to say. Gable, Bobby Roode, No Way Jose, looking like the love child of the Predator. Like... Jinder Mahal, the guy was the WWE champion like a year ago. But it doesn't really matter because as long as the people from SNL, Michael Che and Colin Jost in there, that's all that matters. But there is no sadder story than the fall of Braun Strowman. Good God, this guy has fallen so far in one year's time, it's amazing to me. And if he doesn't win this thing, he might as well just quit and go to like AEW as like strong big man or something because this guy's going nowhere fast in WWE. So I'll go I'll go with Braun, but like this match is just Loserville 101. Like I could not give two shits about this match. I'm sorry. No, I completely agree with you. This match on paper is absolutely trash. Besides Braun Strowman, is Kevin Owens in this match or no? He probably will be. Besides if he's not in catering. Braun Strowman, every other person in this match is like loser. Like I said, half the people in this match are surprised they're still employed. Uh, <laughs> stupid Michael Che and the other dumb clown. Like, I, I understand. I have no idea why the hell they're doing it. Like, no one gives two shits. Why? Because they said wrestling's fake? Like, whippy ding dong We all know that. Fucking... Who cares? Like, honestly, Brian will probably win. If he loses, it really doesn't matter. The match doesn't matter anyway, so... If he wins, he wins. If he wins, he doesn't, he doesn't, whatever. The fucking match is a waste of my time. I think the match just serves as a reminder to the officials, specifically Vince, that a lot of these people are still employed, which is a good sign that we could see a lot of these people get cut from the company coming out of WrestleMania. But it's amazing, like, when you have this big of a battle royal, that there's still people who aren't even on the card yet, like... Um, I don't even know. There's there's some people like Zack Ryder, Kurt Hawkins, who haven't been announced yet. The fucking Colognes. The Colognes, for those who have forgotten, are still in the company. I don't know how. I don't know why. But oh, they, they are They are surprisingly not in this match, but I would not be surprised to see them added at the last second. Not even announced, but like to show up in the match, only to get tossed by like Braun within two seconds. I would not be shocked. I need to see a recreation of the Greatest Royal Rumble match with um, Tucker Knight and Primo because they had some great performances in that match. <laughs> <laughs> Remember watching that match? I forgot Primo was even employed still. But that guy Dan Matha, though, he's a star. That guy's a star. <laughs> Where the hell is that clown? What about Babatunda? 
<laughs> Literally, that match was terrible. But this match that was match was so bad. That match was atrocious. That was absolute oh, trash. I can't wait for them to go back to Saudi Arabia just to please the prince with their uh, Yokozuna-looking motherfuckers on their guard because they didn't know that he was dead. Oh, that's just amazing. But, um, yeah, so next match here on the card in the kickoff show, Tony Ebbs taking on Buddy Murphy for the WWE Cruiserweight Championship. Um, this should be good. Tony Nese is from the New York area. He's grown on me, which... Is a shocker. I know I've been pooping on the guy from day one, but <laughs> he's actually grown on me. <laughs> yeah, he's the guy had no personality, but he's grown on me. He's done a good job of uh, getting himself over recently. And it's sad that it's Tony Nese getting the title shot when you've exhausted all other options um, on 205 Live, but that's what it's come to. But the match should be good. I'm actually looking forward to it on the kickoff show, assuming I'm in my seat in time. And I'm not uh, getting food or something, so we'll see. But uh, this should be good. I got Tony Nese going over Buddy Murphy. It's not even just the fact that Tony Nese deserves it or whatever, but I honestly have no clue if it's not Tony Nese, then who the hell can beat Buddy Murphy for the belt? Because he's already faced and beaten everybody else on that show. So it might as well be Tony Nese taking the title from him at WrestleMania. So that's my prediction. Do you see Tony Apps become a champion on Sunday? Um, I do. Um, I don't stick. I don't really follow the two or five roster too much, and don't really tune in too often. But Buddy Murphy's been champion for a few months at this point. He's basically feuded with everyone every since I've see, what I've seen. He's basically feuded with everyone on that show. Um, Nice. I want like you said that he deserves it. Fucking. I don't even want to get in that fucking debate. That's just another headache that wrestling fans love to... You deserve it. Every fucking guy on the roster deserves it. They'll fucking bust in their ass. <laughs> I hate when people do that. It's the dumbest chain ever. You deserve it. So does every, everyone that's in the fucking WWE deserves it. So I don't understand why people fucking... That's the dumbest cop-out answer dumbest I've ever heard. It's the dumbest chain ever. The only you thing that tops you deserve it... Shit. What were we going to say? I said, everyone says you deserve it. Like, no shit. <laughs> like, no shit wrestling for 20 years deserve yeah doesn't mean they're gonna get it no exactly uh, i I deserve a million dollars so do you it doesn't mean we're gonna get it like get over people but yeah i'll go with nice winning um they they just like i don't know with so much wrestling on i just don't even get time to even watch 205 live it's not that i don't like them i do like watching i what i've seen i really like watching 205 live and the guys on the show just there's so much fucking wrestling it's kind of they're just not prominent on Ron Smathanina so it's not enough time to watch them basically yeah no totally there's just way too much wrestling to watch and you know when AEW comes around that's going to be prominent viewing so got to get your hangman page fill but yeah with this match it should be good should be good I think Tony Nese goes over but I do want to say one thing too um the only thing worse than you deserve it I cannot tell you how many people have told me like when I've said when I've gone on my rants about like so and so's a loser, because they are. If you lose a lot of matches, you're a fucking loser. Like that's the definition of a loser. People like get over it. Look up the like get a dictionary. That's what a loser is. But I love the people that are like, oh, but he works hard. Like oh, he works hard all the time. Like dude, they're all away from their families 300 days out of the year. They all work hard. The fucking janitor that cleans up the crap in the ring after the match works hard my washing machine works hard like i don't want to hear that shit so don't even use that as an excuse because i don't care um but anyway i got tony nice <laughs> i got tony nice going over um for the united states championship samoa joe Rey mysterio 
what happened here? I mean, I'm looking forward to the match. It should be a good match. But this is primed, primed to be one of those two-minute matches that no one gives a shit about because the build has been non-existent and they've barely even mentioned that the match is happening. Like, I'm glad Joe's on the card and all, but I'm thinking, dude, a couple weeks ago when they first showed, um, what's his name? Little Mikey, Jose, like Rey Mysterio's son. I forgot what his name is. Dominic. Dominic. How can I forget his name? <laughs> Dominic. What? Jesus, are you kidding me? <laughs> little Jose. Be a little fucking racist. <laughs> 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 fucking Dominic, they had a match about his custody. Come on, how did you forget that? I know, I know. The greatest match in all, in all of WWE. <laughs> <laughs> What'd you say? I said Little Jose. Hey, better than Hose B. Um, anyway, so yeah, when they first show, when they first showed Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio and Dominic, I'm like, oh, awesome! They're gonna show Joe beating up Dominic, putting him in a in a, ch- a chokehold or something, and then it's gonna force Rey Mysterio to do whatever. Like, oh god, they're gonna get this thing personal. Literally led nowhere. They showed Dominic backstage like once or twice. Went amounted to nothing. Like, why even do it? Why even bother doing it? And then of course Ray Ray goes ahead and gets hurt on Raw. Because you just had to have the match with Baron Corbin. Baron fucking Corbin injures Rey Mysterio six days before WrestleMania. And now the guy may not be able to go. Like, that's a that's just terrible. Everything about this is just terrible. Because this match would mean a lot more than it actually does. And at one point, it seemed like they were going to do a Rey Mysterio-Andrade match at WrestleMania. And they nixed that for whatever reason. It was going to be like mask versus hair or something, but... Whatever, I know, I think Andrade's nailing Charlotte Flair right now, I think that's the current rumor on the street, so good for him, maybe he didn't want to shave his head or something and they passed on it, but whatever. Uh, the match should be good, I got Gio going over here, I have a lot of baby faces winning on the show, so I'm going to go on a, I'm gonna go off on a limb here and say that Samoa Joe retains the title. If, if Even if Rey Mysterio can't compete and they have to replace him with like Kevin Owens or Ali or you know, Yoshitatsu or something, I think Samoa Joe still retains the title, so... That's my prediction. What about you, RJ? Um, like I said, I, I, everyone knows this. I'm a huge Dream Mysterio fan, but this match, this is fucking nothing for me. Fucking Mysterio literally has, he's been good since coming back, but guy literally got hurt facing Samojo for a belt that, I wouldn't say it's useless, but they have not done, like, yeah, Samojo won it, but like, he literally won it from fucking R-Truth. Are you fucking kidding me? And Mysterio's coming off losing clean as a sheet to fucking Baron Corbin on Raw. Like, Why should I care? Well, exactly. No, I don't care. I love Ray Mysterio and I don't care. Mm-hmm. Honestly, this match is, like I said, hopefully it's a short and sweet match. At that, If it's like, yeah, I don't know. It's just something that should just be very, a very short and sweet match. Honestly, throw it on the fucking kickoff show. Or fucking, if Ray Mysterio can't wrestle, just throw gel in the fucking... In the Battle Royale, because... Realistically, this should be in the, the both guys should be in the battle royale because they've done zero to build this match, and I'm for as big of a fan of Rey Mysterio I am, I have zero interest in this match. Absolutely zero interest, unless Dominic comes in and reveals like, "Hey, I was Eddie's son all along," and then like that distracts Rey Mysterio long enough for Joe to win. Aside from that, I, I just don't care. Um, this this belongs in the trash. I'm sorry, Joe. I'm sorry, Ray Ray, if you're listening to this. Um, you're not a murderer. I love you, despite what people say. The fact that you killed, uh, whatever that guy's name was a couple years ago. The guy was so irrelevant, I already forgot his name. And he's dead. Uh, well, Paraguay, that was his name. Paraguay, or whatever the fuck his name was. Yeah, so, I, you're not a murderer, dude, but he's not one of the belt here. I got Samoa Joe retaining the title. 
Um, speaking of useless mid-card titles, they're playing the game of hot potato right now with the Intercontinental Championship between Bobby Lashley, Finn Balor. Um, the Demon will be back on Sunday. And um, that's really all that I could say for this feud because I could not give two shits about Bobby versus Finn Balor. I don't. I like Bobby. I like Balor. But this has been a total waste of a feud. If there was any time <clears throat> to do a multi-man match for a title at WrestleMania, this would be it. I would throw Elias in there. I would throw the Braun Strowman in there. I just anything is better than these two going at it because we've seen it a million times and they have no chemistry. But um, yeah, I think Demon he's undefeated in WWE still. I know he suffered one loss in NXT, but in WWE he's still undefeated. So I think he is being brought back to beat Bobby Lashley for the belt. And um, yeah, that's my prediction. What about you, RJ? We've discussed this on text plenty of times. We've done this fucking feud. So we've basically done this feud to death. The demon. Do people really give a shit? Like, oh, he's got the demon. Like, he just beat <laughs> fucking Lashley and Jinder Mahal and Raw in a handicap match. As regular Finn Balor. What the, like, why does he need to be the demon? Like, because it's WrestleMania? Like, I don't know. They've wrestled so many times the last couple of months. I really could care less. I think, I, I, I'm pretty sure Balor, Balor's going to win. I think that's kind of a lock. But, like, do people really give a shit? I feel like they've just, they've done this feud to death, and I honestly, I'm kind of over it at this point. But does winning that belt at this point really mean anything? Because we've already no. seen Balor win the championship. So it's not it's like, no okay. It's, <laughs> it means nothing. So it's like, okay, if, we, if we've never seen him as IC champion before, then it would be a cool moment. But he won it a month ago in a two-on-one handicap match. So if he could overcome the odds then... Then what's stopping him from overcoming the odds? You know, it, just, it doesn't make any sense. It's ass backwards booking. It's so stupid. Oh, the demon. Okay, it's the same dude who came out with the gay community last year. Like, I don't care. Like, it's the same guy. And we all know this. And he doesn't wrestle any differently than he does um, than when he's regular old Finn Balor. Whether it's the LBGT community supporting him or whether he's the demon, it's still Finn Balor. And the guy's great. But you put a necklace on a dog, it's still a bitch. <laughs> like, at the end of the day, it's not going to change the quality of the match. I'm sorry. But um, I think Finn Balor still walks out, or, you know, walks out as champion. But the match This does... is a match that should be fucking, literally, take him down, kick him against the fucking turnbuckle, coup de gras win. It should be a fucking one-minute match, and it be perfect. That's all it needs to be. A la Baron Corbin and the Demon from uh, SummerSlam last year, which was great. This needs to be the exact same thing. Um, let's see here. Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre. I'm actually looking forward to this match. First ever one-on-one -on -one encounter between these two. Roman has been back uh, now for about a month. He's still getting relatively cheered, which is good. He's not in the main event for the first time in several years, which is even better. But um, yeah, for the first time in five years, he's not in the WrestleMania main event, which is crazy. I think he wins here. The guy just overcame cancer, so there's no way that he's losing, at least not at this point. Um, McIntyre won't really lose much from losing here. He's been on a roll in recent weeks, so Roman winning is kind of expected, logical, and I have no issue with it, so I think Roman wins, LOL. Uh, what about you, RJ? I'm not seeing go with McIntyre on this one. Um, wow, bold pick. He's going a little bit longer, have McIntyre go over. I think it would be perfect, like... You don't want to just thrust the reins right back in it and just win everything. I'll just win all over again and have Roman wins, LOL. Like, <laughs> have McIntyre win, so it just, like, cools reins down a little bit. It's not going to hurt him if he loses. Um, but McIntyre's been probably the biggest heel on WWE TV in the last couple of fucking... Pretty much the biggest heel on 
WWE TV the last couple of months, so it's not like he's losing too much to lose to him. I think it should be a good match. McIntyre go over, get him a big win. Roman could win the feud, it really doesn't matter, but I think you have McIntyre go over here and keep his momentum going and kind of silence the uh, Roman fucking haters. Do you think he wins clean? Clean as a sheet. Wow, bold prediction from Mr. Marceau. What do you got against uh, Roman Reigns and the uh, cancer patient? What's up with that? I, th- I just like I said, I think it's smart booking wise. You have him lose, and <laughs> and just like cool him to keep him cool down a little bit. You can't just have him win. Then next month they'll be fighting the champion again. Wow. Logic. Two WrestleMania losses in a row for the big dog. I I can't believe that. I can't I can't see that. I'm sorry. But what are the, what's the over under RJ? On the annoying family rioting after Roman loses. <laughs> My God, fucking Rikishi will probably hop the fucking barricade. <laughs> Rikishi's gonna jump the barricade and charge creative. They're gonna charge the ring. Oh, Roman lost, you pieces of shit. Because he, you know, <laughs> oh, you overcame cancer. How do you treat him like this? Give him the bell tomorrow. One fucking match, like, God forbid. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, can't wait for the annoying family to complain he online about it. the win, dude. What'd you say? He deserves, he deserves the win, actually. Never he deserves the win. He deserves it. He works hard. He he deserves the win. So does the fucking janitor who works there. Like, we all deserve the win, okay? So don't give me that shit. Don't give me that shit, people. I don't want to hear it. Um, I got I got Roman winning, but uh, RJ's getting off on a limit say Drew, so I like that. Um, let's see. WWE Women's Tag Team Titles. Your bathroom break of the night here. Pausing out connection <laughs> versus the Divas of Doom. Versus the Iconics. Versus Nia Jackson to me that have done nothing to earn this opportunity. This is such a waste of a match, dude. The Iconics. I maybe I have short-term memory loss here, but like, were they this bad in NXT? Because they're they're pretty deplorable uh, now. They weren't good. I think they're fucking very overrated coming up. I I I like them. I I honestly I really like. Peyton Royce, I wasn't really a huge Billy Kay fan, but they were never, like, uh, I feel like people thought they were way, be- like, they were mid-card best on NXT, so I'm not, like, I don't even think they're, like, being misused, like, they're kind of the way they were, mm-hmm. but, come on, tag team champions now? That's fucking, that's, that's funny. This, it's comical to me, because they got eliminated early from that Elimination Chamber a few months ago, so why are they in this match over Mandy Rose and Sonya, who actually came close to becoming champions and who have way better chemistry in the ring than the Icon... I mean, I know the Iconics have good chemistry together, but they're not a threat. No one gives a shit. Nine Jackson and Tamina. Who cares? Who cares? They lost the Elimination Chamber. They lost the Royal Rumble. Nia Jax is so bad that she entered two Rumbles and lost both of them. She made history by doing that. She, she, They won for the tag titles of Fastlane. They lost then, too. So, let's say it together, RJ. She's a loser. She's she a loser. loser. I don't want to hear any of these Nia Jax apologies. Well, she's the role model for all the fat people in the world. Like, I don't care. She sucks. <laughs> she sucks. She's a loser. She's a loser. So, yeah, they better not win here. And listen, I don't care about the annoying family, but when the Samoans lose both this match and Roman Reigns losing, they're going to have a sh- they're going to have a fit. They're going to be pissed. They're going to be all up in arms. Oh, how come the Samoans are getting, you know, and they're going to freak out and they're going to be talking about like how offended they are that Samoans are being, you know, um being racially discriminated against or whatever. But I don't care. They're terrible. They're awful. Um, yeah, 
I, I, I'm over fucking Nia Jax. This point, like I said, they've lost every match. How the hell did they get another title match? I don't get it. Oh, you, uh, you, but you know what it is though. She injures people, so that that's what earns her title opportunities. You hurt people, that's what gets you a push in this company. That's how you got to push. You got to break Becky's face. Yeah, like that's how it works in this company. At least with Nia Jax, but uh, yeah, they're losers from a booking standpoint. They can't win to save their lives. They can they can wrestle their way out of a wet paper bag, let alone win the tag team titles at WrestleMania. So it's it's stupid. This really should be Banks and Bailey versus the Divas of Doom straight up. I hate Natalia and the whole your father shit. Like, well, first of all, J- uh, RJ, I gotta ask you. We gotta hear a Jim Knight Art impression here. If there's any time to do it, it would be right now. The guy's going to the Hall of Fame on Friday or Saturday, rather. Gotta hear at least one impression. Wow, kids put me in a. Your father got a new job. <laughs> <laughs> a fucking golf cart in a fucking fifty-five and older fucking community being a dimwit. So bad for the dad and the mom. They fucking made them look like idiots on that show. Um, but yeah, I, this match, like you said, glorified piss break. Um, <laughs> I just like even the demon, the whatever the fuck the name is, fucking Phoenix and Natalia. Like what they do to win the match? Like what the hell they do to get a fucking title shot? Because Natalia got her ass kicked every week, and Beth Phoenix decided to fucking join her. Like who gives a fuck? Like mm-hmm. just another match they just threw together, and none of the teams that are in it, besides the champions, even deserve to be in it. <laughs> yeah. It's just, Typical WWE logic. Oh, none of them deserve it. Throw them in a match. Throw them in the match. Why is that iconic? Because they beat them two weeks ago? And, like, who gives a shit? Like, that was just... Sonya and Mandy, like you said, made it way longer. And, like, I kind of thought they were going to win that match. Like, there was a point. I was like, oh, shit, they might win. But then they, like, they don't know what they want to do with them either. Like, they keep teasing they're going to break up. And then they they don't break up. Then they're going to face Oscar at WrestleMania. And then they don't get... And they like kind of next that, and they put them in a four way, and they next that, and now they're in the battle royal. Like, I feel like they have no fucking clue what they want to do with Rose and Deville. So they keep fucking dicking around with them. Realistically, they should be in this match, and Iconic should be in the battle royal, but whatever. But like I said, this is a glorified piss piss break because I don't think I don't think Natalia and fucking what's her face are gonna win. Hope to God Nia Jax and Tamino win. If Iconics win, I just fucking laugh. Like what? I just laugh. It's funny, and then I think Sasha and Bailey will win. They should win, but who knows? I'll probably give the fucking Nia Jax the fucking off. It doesn't jump the fucking fence and start freaking out. <laughs> gonna make up for the fact that Tamina's grandfather, or her dad's a murderer. So we gotta, we gotta oh, throw that under the rug. He's innocent. They're, they're, you know, they'll probably have fucking Nia and Tamina win and The Rock will come out and fucking stroke them off and like, oh my god <laughs> give me a barf bag I would love you know when uh, I think when Taker faced CM Punk a few years ago I think actually at MetLife at WrestleMania 29 he dedicated the victory to um, Paul Bearer afterward because he actually died in like real life a few weeks before that that's what I want to see here I want to see Nia Jackson Tamina win the match and then see her dedicate the win and just see a graphic of Jimmy Snuka on the Titantron <laughs> and the dead girlfriend. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I, I wanna... literally leave. <laughs> oh, man. It's just that. That'd be amazing. But, um, yeah, I got Banks and Bailey going over here. Phoenix and Natalia. They're good, but, like, the last time I saw them together, Natalia is doing that farting gimmick in WWE, like, six or seven <laughs> years ago. <laughs> like, that's how relevant they are. <laughs> and then the Iconics are trash. Dude, they're like, oh, we beat Banks and Bailey. Like, you haven't won any matches since you got called up. That takes real talent. 
They have been on the main roster now for a fucking year, and they beat who? Asuka and Naomi in Australia because the company felt bad for them because they, they it was their home country. That's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. Oh, God, this match is trash. Just glorify trash. Hopefully, if you got to take a poop, pee, whatever, this is the match to do it during because I don't care about this one single bit. We have Boston Hot Connection retain. God, what a waste of time that is. Uh, speaking of waste of time, Kurt Angle versus everybody's favorite Baron Corbin in Kurt Angle's retirement match. And for all the dumb marks who are thinking about, ooh, they're going to replace Baron Corbin with John Cena. Like, they're not going to, people. Get over it. Not everything's a work. Everything is going to happen the way it is, okay? That's just what it is. It's Baron Corbin beating your favorite Kurt Angle. Get over it. He's the lone wolf. He's the GOAT. He's winning here. So get over it. He's got to get the rub. He's my pick. But in all seriousness, I do think Baron Corbin's going to win um, just because they have so many Cinderella stories going on in this show. Like they have, oh, babyface winning, babyface winning, babyface winning. You get a babyface win. You get a babyface win. They got to have some heels win. And Kurt Angle, honestly, let's not play around here. The guys look like shit. He's looked like shit the last couple months. If, if you can't get a good match out of Chad Gable, then you're pretty much done for. This retirement should have come at least five years ago. Um, you know, preferably when he wasn't all drugged up in TNA. But, like, when he was sober, I think this could have been done a long time ago. Um, and, it, when, and when Dixie Carter's talking about how badly you're utilized, and I'm talking about EC3 here, but, like... When she has a better idea of how to book you on your way out of a company like you did in TNA a few years ago, that's pretty bad. But, uh, yeah, the build of this has sucked. The match is going to suck. People are going to be pissed when Baron Corbin wins. But that's what I see happening. I don't see any other outcome than Baron Corbin beating Kurt Angle in this final match. After Kurt Angle's been win- winning a lot li- recently, going into WrestleMania, I cannot see Kurt Angle winning for the life of me. Jeez, honestly, like I said, like you said give two shits about this match um like like is he even a good rub like does Corbin even get a big rub beating a fucking has-been Kurt Angle like fuck. exactly dude uh, when you lose I'll when you lose to Corbin too because the place will fucking boo the shit out of it but I don't know like I said it's not even a good rub fucking Angle's fucking washed up at this point who cares <laughs> uh, honestly just like honestly I don't even know what they this sounds so bad. Like, why did they even bring him back? Like, he hasn't done anything since he came back. Like, this last run that he's had. He's done nothing. He, he said a shitty match with Gable. Fucking beat. Like, I don't know. Fucking who cares? Honestly, <laughs> people get all the fucking stupid fat marks freaking out because oh, he's going through somewhere big. Like, why should he? He's fucking done shit since he's returned. Mm-hmm. At this point, does it even really matter? Like, he's lucky he's getting... Baron Corbin wins LOL. Baron Corbin wins LOL, exactly. Like, he's lucky he's getting a WrestleMania match at all. Deal with the people. It's Baron Corbin. They they got to have Baron Corbin in some match on the show because they love him a lot. It, 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 it's whatever. It's it's You just got to come to expect this type of shit. Um, but yeah, he's winning. Just get over it. Run with it. The guy's going to be the next Universal Champion. So, just uh, the sooner you accept it, the sooner we'll all be better off as. So... <clears throat> Yeah, Kurt Angle's look like shit the last couple weeks. I'm sorry. This the guy is the guy the guy's gotta be calling not triple A, not not TNA, but uh triple A, AARP, whatever it might be. But um yeah, Kurt Angle losing here. Let's see. Next match on the show. Bum 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 bum. Uh SmackDown Tag Team Title Match. I completely forgot this was even a thing. That's how un irrelevant this match is because it was just added on Tuesday. Um the Usos facing Ricochet and Aleister Black. Who I could have sworn I just saw on Raw retain or going for the Raw tag team titles, but maybe I'm just crazy. 
um, the bar, and Shinsuke Nakamura and Rusev, the same two people who came out on a, on a tank a couple years ago, and then Nakamura came out to a massive, awesome violin entrance a year ago, and now the guy's being jobbed out in a SmackDown Tag Team title, uh, SmackDown Tag Team Championship match, a, fa- a quicker fall than Kenzo Suzuki 10 years ago. That's how bad this, this, this descent has been for Shinsuke Nakamura. And the, the worse yet, the Hardy Boys, who would have made a sense, as much sense as anybody to be in this match, are in a goddamn battle royal. So it makes no sense. I could not give two shits about this match. And for all the people complaining about the women, oh my god, for the people that complain about women's wrestling in WWE and the fact that, you know, I honestly heard someone say, like, oh, WrestleMania, the fact that they get all these matches on the card, they should be getting... Someone lit, someone actually said, which is one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my life, someone actually said half the WrestleMania card should be women's matches. That's the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. First of all, they don't have enough talented women to be at WrestleMania. Second of all, they have way more men than they do women. Third of all, let's focus on things that are actually an issue right now. The women are in the main event of this pay-per-view. Meanwhile, the tag team title matches didn't get added until the go-home show of Raw and SmackDown this week. That's how little they care about tag team wrestling. But people don't really care about that. Apparently fans don't get all up in arms. But because it's females and women's wrestling, people get their fucking panties in a bunch and complain online about how badly they're booked, even though they're all over Raw and SmackDown and they're they're headlining their biggest pay-per-view of the year. That, to me, makes absolutely no sense. But, uh, in short, this match means nothing. I don't really care. The Usos are heard re-sign of the company, so that, to me, means that they're uh, holding on to the gold for a little while longer because it makes no sense to put the titles on any of the other teams. So, uh, they're my pick. Do we get new champions on Sunday, RJ, or do the Usos retain? Kid just fucking shot me down. Um... (laughs) I was going to say Pluck and Ricochet, but you just fucking shit all over that. <laughs> you know what, fuck it, I'll stick with Black and Ricochet. Um, like I said, this match is kind of random. I actually, even though it has no build, I'm, I think it should be a good match. I'm, I'm pretty excited for it. Um, honestly, this is going to kill GSM. I could give two fucks that the Tardies aren't in this match. They're kind of like Kurt Angle at this point, fucking beat over the hill. Get them out of this fucking company. Um, wait, wait, who are you talking about? The Hardys, they're fucking washed up. What? Um, <laughs> but seriously, I don't know. Wow, hot take for Mr. Marcel. Good, Guy was, I, knew, I, good, I knew that would get you good. I watched, I watched their WrestleMania match a couple weeks ago when they won the Raw Tag Team titles. Alexis it's and I were... What'd you say? <laughs> and you they can't... And you can't teach rape. Like, dude, you got fired. Get over it. You suck. But, um... But, uh... We no, wa- I, I, I think Ricochet and Black should win here. Fucking start them off hot. Nakamura and Rusev. Honestly, who cares? The bar are good, but we've been there, done that. And Usos, I don't know. If they win, who, if they, win, who, they, who they face next? Maybe the Hardys, but... Don't, I'm, I'm over that. Who cares? You're over... Oh, wow. Like, like I said, they need to start making new fucking stars. I love the Hardys, but like, come on. They're like 50. <laughs> I'll remember that. Go to AEW, you losers, he says. Wow, hot take from Mr. Marcel. I'm going to tell him that because we were watching back the uh, their tell return. We were watching back the Hardy. I watched back the Hardy Boys return like every day. I've, I've done it every day for like the last two years. 
Um, I watched it a couple weeks ago, and I watched the beginning to end before they returned and after they returned. Love seeing Mr. Marceau rocking out in the crowd. It's such a great visual with the. Uh, yeah, it was cool two years ago. Yeah, it was two years ago. You were in the crowd. <laughs> you were in the crowd, and you were. So you're saying it was cool then, but it's not cool now. Yeah, I'm over them at this point. Wow, guy jumps off the bandwagon quicker than uh, the fans of uh, um, Becky Lynch. Give me Bray Wyatt. I need more Bray Wyatt. <laughs> wow, you're still on that bandwagon. The guy's a loser. I'll, I'll literally ride that one until the guy's fucking done. <laughs> <laughs> I'll ride that one until the guy's done. I was going to say, I called the guy a loser, but how big of a loser can you actually be when you get JoJo Offerman pregnant? Like, let's be honest here. He got her pregnant. Like, the guy's, he's not really that big of a loser. He's a daddy now. Daddy Wyatt. Can he be like, I, I, I've been saying this for a long time now, but last year, I think it might have been before, he's been off TV for like a year now. But there were reports going around about a, <laughs> about a year ago that uh, that he was dating JoJo. It's like, oh, cool. Like, you know, that that's a cool couple, whatever. The ex-wife comes out in interviews, and she goes, he doesn't pay any child support. He's a piece of shit. It was so funny. And I'm, I was like, wow, what if they ran with, like, a deadbeat dad gimmick for, uh, for Bray Wyatt? He comes on a wife beater, <laughs> and the guy's just a deadbeat dad. Let me see. I mean, it'd be, it couldn't be any worse than how they booked him before. So. Exactly. How great would that be? If anything else, if nothing else, it would be realistic. So that's what I'm hoping for to Bray Wyatt when he comes back. But getting back on track here for WrestleMania, the final four or five matches, uh, Shane McMahon and The Miz, Falls Count Anywhere match. Um, this should be good. I think Miz has been getting over as a face. I've been enjoying the feud. I think Miz kind of has to win here. Shane has won three times as more matches at WrestleMania than Bray Wyatt. The guy won last year. He beat X Pac at one WrestleMania, and he beat Vince back at WrestleMania 20 at, at WrestleMania 2017 when Linda McMahon rose from her chair, which got one of the biggest pops of all time, which I cannot believe. 18 years later, but um, yeah, Shane McMahon is three and two at WrestleMania. It's got to be three and three. I think Miz wins here. Yeah, Miz got win here. Fucking not that Shane. Shane I don't know. I like. I like their. This feud, I like the switch. I like the kind of double turn here. Miz has to win. Um, Shane doesn't really like. He's not a fucking actor. He's not really a real acting competitor. He doesn't really need to win. Um, last year was kind of different because he was with Brian, who was still coming back. So, but I like the feud. I think it should be a good match. Um, Brian Miz going over. Also, on the other side of the token, we have AJ Styles and Randy Orton. This match should be very good as well. The build up to it's been great. The whole. Uh drug test line on Tuesday I thought was a great touch the build of this match has been pretty strong and I'm looking forward to the match Chris Jericho had the audacity on his podcast today to say like oh this match has no story which clearly he doesn't watch the show he's too busy collecting his you know paychecks from AEW but he was like you know the match has no story people are looking way more forward to me and Fandango than they are AJ Styles and Randy Orton which was one of the funniest things I heard all day, like, dude, get off your fucking high horse. The match sucked. The match did nothing to help Fandango, you old washed-up loser. Now go to AEW and pretend you're a big star all over again. Uh, but AJ, AJ Styles and Randy wow. Orton. <laughs> AJ Styles and Randy Orton, this should be a good match. Doesn't really matter who wins. I think both guys could be raw-bound coming out of WrestleMania. So, again, take your pick here. But I think... I think Orton goes over. I think Orton wins, and then we see AJ go to Raw, and Roman Reigns goes to SmackDown. That's my pick. No, the yeah, kid took it out of my mouth. I was going to say Randall Keith Orton. I think he's going to win. <laughs> um, like I said, I think either guy can win. I think it should be a good match. Um, 
It's an, I like how it's just like another match. Not like it has a great storyline, but just another good singles match. Like I feel like it's it should be better than Roman and Drew, but it's like similar. Like they took two mat two single guys, had a few, not over a title, and should be a good match. Um, but I think Randy wins here, yeah, and like you said, then AJ goes to the Raw. Um, but yeah, Randy wins. LOL. <laughs> Randy wins RKO. Um, the match should be good. Uh, anyone complaining about AJ losing? Listen, the guy was champion for over a year. There's nothing to complain about when it comes to AJ oh Styles. So. I wait till the fat marks. The wait till he loses to say he's buried. <laughs> I can only imagine the articles. AJ Styles buried at WrestleMania by the guy who doesn't give a shit, Randy Orton. Like, give me a fucking break. The guy just re-signed like this super lofty, you know, lucrative deal with WWE. He's not going anywhere. He's not going to AEW. So all of you, like, jerking into the idea of AJ Styles being in AEW, get over it. The guy's staying on SmackDown where he belongs. Or in WWE, rather. Maybe on Raw. But uh, regardless, we move forward here to Triple H and Batista. Um, I thought this was WrestleMania 21 for a second. No holds barred match. If Triple H loses, which we all know he is, he's going to have to retire from entering competition, which, man, I did not see that stipulation coming. It's not like they didn't do it six years ago when he faced Brock Lesnar and he won. And we all knew he wasn't losing then, and he's obviously not losing now. Um, I've actually enjoyed this feud. I think the match would be good. It's going to be good. But the idea that people actually think that Triple H would lose and that he's going to retire is comical. The guy's going to be wrestling until he's 70. So, I don't know why people think he's going to lose. I mean, I don't think anyone really thinks he's going to lose. But I don't even really know why they added that stipulation. I thought it was just really stupid. But, yeah, Triple H wins. I think this might be the most predictable match on the entire card. Uh, I got Batista winning. LOL. <laughs> got Batista winning? Just kidding. I think you're much going to win. There's no fucking shot this guy's retiring. He won't <laughs> retire until he's, like, legit in a fucking wheelchair, probably. But uh, I think it should be decent, I'm hoping. I think it has a lot of buzz. It could be an absolute shit show. Um, but like I said, it's pretty predictable. I think it's like you say it's predictable. They could so, like, swerve and have Batista win. And then just Triple H is honestly just done in Because, like, where else is there really for him to do? Like, lose to some up-and-comer area at WrestleMania? Like, gives a shit. No, Honestly, exactly. I think they could have a decent win, but Triple H finally retired and just focuses on the business, which, I mean, like I said, at this point, he's basically faced... There's nothing really else for him to do, really. Um, I'll say Triple H wins, but I want to be completely <clears throat> shocked if Batista won. It was so fun hearing Batista talk about this match in interviews, like before it became official for WrestleMania. It was fun hearing him say, like, oh, I want to wrestle my last match at WrestleMania. I got to pay it forward. I got to put over Triple H for all the times that he put me over. Like, it's like, he he makes it sound like he's putting over, like, a young star. Like, an up-and-comer. Like, oh, for all the times I won, now, now he has to win, too. Like, dude, the guy's 50 years old. He owns this company. Does Triple H really gain anything from beating you? Like, I thought that was kind of stupid. But it, it makes sense. It makes sense. And the match, I think, could be enjoyable. Hopefully it doesn't take up an hour, but uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Big Dave at WrestleMania. It's his first and last WrestleMania in a few years. You were at his last WrestleMania match five years ago, and you saw him um, you saw him lose. So maybe a Triple H locks in a submission hold, and then we can hear Michael Cole in commentary. Go, Tapa Batista, Tapa Batista, Tapa Batista, the Triple oh, that's H. That's a great call. The kid shits on it. It's an amazing call. Michael's one... best call of all time. Eh, second best call behind uh, it, things are about to be broken. Like, that's not really a call. That was like a before the match. <laughs> and that was just like, I don't know. I don't think it was that good. 
Does... Batista and the Miracle on Bourbon Street come on, writes itself. Miracle on Bourbon Street. What happened to Daniel Bryan a month later? Didn't he, like, retire or something like that because the guy was a baby? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, my neck hurt. I gotta go have neck surgery. What a big baby. Like, dude, fight through it and wrestle with the neck injury. What's wrong with you? My God, one of the biggest babies in wrestling, Daniel Bryan people. Um, anyway, for the WWE Championship, Kofi Kingston going for the gold against Daniel Bryan. Um, I, I've loved the story they've been telling here. They gotta strike while the iron is hot. It's it's gotta be it's gotta be Kofi winning here. I cannot see any other outcome to this than Kofi Kingston winning this match. I think any other outcome would just be completely stupid. GSM's gonna love this one. Kofi wins, LOL. So Kofi wins. This is this is my prediction. This okay. is like I'm following. Fucking one on one. So uh, Kofi wins. Kofi's gonna win. I think Kofi's gonna win. I think that's like pretty. Uh, I think besides Triple H winning, I think Kofi winning is like a guaranteed block. They have like the fucking New Day come out. They're fucking all like hugging and kissing and making out and shit. <laughs> They're all hugging so, and kissing and making out and shit. Vince comes out and says, you know, I was afraid this was going to happen. But Kofi, you won. That's great. But you have another match against this man. And out comes fucking John Cena. And John Cena faces Kofi Kingston, beats him clean as a whistle, wins his 17th championship, and Cena goes heel. Call it now. <laughs> wow. That is an amazing... He would get booed out of the building if he fucking <laughs> beat Kofi Kingston clean as a whistle after he just won the belt. Did but you come up with that yourself? Some kind of surprise match, and I think that's what they're going to do. That is a crazy, bold prediction. Dude, that's nuts. I would love to see that. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see that, just to see the reactions from all the dumb marks in the audience that Kofi got screwed. Oh, Kofi Mania! Like, dude, the guy's been in the company for 11 years. He's a B-plus player. Let's all move on. If he's going to become a world champion by now, he would have won it a long time ago. So he's not going to be world champion for long. I do think he's going to win here, but I love that prediction a lot. Um, that is, uh, I'm going to say Kofi say wins, it. too. What'd you say? That's good. That's good right there. I, I came up with that when I was at work. Wow. That is some... Book it. Book it. That has to be. That would have to be the main event, though. They can't end with anything else. I don't care about the women going on last. Hopefully, they uh, change it at the last minute. They end that in the show. <laughs> oh my god, the fat marks are freak out. <laughs> Remember a couple of years ago when the SmackDown Women's Championship was on the kickoff show, and people freaked out that it was. The Funkadactyls got booed off, and no one cared. <laughs> yeah, that was. That one was like. <laughs> everyone was like, "Good, now I can." Now the show ends quicker. Yeah. Unless that was my reaction, but yeah, when we were at WrestleMania in Orlando, people were like, how could you smack the women's championship match, be on the kickoff show, this makes no sense, how can you have a women's match in the kickoff show? Even though they had other women's matches already on the main card, like the Nikki Bella mixed tag team match, they had the Raw women's title match in the main show, but people freaked out about the SmackDown women's title match, which had like eight women in it. And people were, two seconds and it sucked. Exactly. It lasted two seconds. The match was not good anyway. And it had awful build. But people were like, oh, it has to be in the main card. If you're if it's not in the main card, then you're sexist. That's so stupid. And they put Angle, they put, not Angle, they put uh, Corbin and um, Ambrose on the on the pre-show instead, which... I mean, eh. <laughs> But it's so funny, like... I mean, I mean a spade, but... A spade, so... <laughs> a spade, a spade. <laughs> I hope they do that here. I hope they. Call her on a dice, little bitch, dude. <laughs> Steal my line from me now. 
I hope they do that though. I hope they I hope they take the women out of the main event. They put them on the pre-show. I hope they put Ronda, Charlotte, and Becky on the pre-show, just so I could see the reaction of all the fans in attendance. Oh my god, that would be so great. Like, but you said it would be an event. And they're like, well, you know, it just you know, plans change, and you know, this makes more sense, and you know, John Cena, and you know, blah blah blah. Like, I, you know, I would love to see that, but wow, that's a bold prediction. I'm gonna I'm gonna say Kofi wins. LOL. And that's it, but uh, that's oof. If that happens, Mr. Marceau, I'm gonna find you in the audience and I'm gonna give you a thousand bucks because that's uh, it's quite the prediction there. That's amazing. But uh, I don't even know how we topped that. But Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, uh, build has been almost non-existent except for what they did on Monday's Raw. Um, but I'm looking forward to the match. I think they could have good good chemistry here. And um, not gonna lie to you, I think Brock wins. LOL. I do. I think Brock Lesnar wins this match. <laughs> I was just about to say, fucking Booking 101 got his ass kicked on Monday, maybe he's winning on Sunday. Dude, uh, like, for all the people that think it's a lock that Rollins is winning because of, you know, they got to take the belt off Brock, because why not? We all, th- we all thought the same thing last year, and it didn't happen. Like, we know we, Rollins will win the championship eventually, but and it has to happen. It should, it should happen at WrestleMania, but I don't think in their mind that they think that they're going to do that. I just, I don't know. I don't think that... They think that it's the right route to take, and then they can get more out of Brock as Universal Champion, despite the fact that the guy's never around. I it's I, it's unbelievable. To, it's unbelievable to me that he's been champion for as long as he has been for the better part of two years. That's so sad. But uh, I I think Rollins loses here. I do, and you agree as well, right? Yeah, I just I don't know. The build has been like the build's been kind of mediocre. And no one then like always oh, not getting the reactions that he like he should be getting because he's won the championship. And we'll have Lesnar win, and then wonder why Ross sucks every week. Uh, I think he should. I think Rollins should win, but I wouldn't be. <clears throat> I would not be shocked if fucking if Lesnar won. Lesnar wins the well, and then, like I said, maybe Rollins wins down the line. But I think they still have like. I uh, just at this point, I don't even think Brock's that big of a draw anymore for people. Like he's never on the show. Like it's a big name, but like. The hardcore fan of the Alex fan, like, that is never on the show. Like, at this point, who cares? Exactly. You have a champion that's never on the show, and people, therefore, don't care about the show. So, I mean, what else is really new in that respect? But, anyway, um, yeah, I got Brock going over. I think Rollins winning would be great. I really want him to win, but Brock winning just does nothing for anybody. Just would re- You could hear, it's like a fart in church. When Brock wins, that's what it's going to sound like. When he wins that match, people will, they won't even boo. They're just going to be like, what is this shit? Like, really? Again? Whatever. Who booked this shit? <laughs> Who booked this shit? <laughs> I got to bring that sign with me to Mania on Sunday. The Vince picture, the classic Vince. Why? Because fuck you, that's why. <laughs> you know, honestly, dude, I'm going to save that in my drafts right now and then save it for Sunday because you know it's going to be used. <laughs> I'm going to put in my drafts right as we speak. Um, we get to the main event for the Raw and SmackDown Women's Championships. We're doing the old unification, baby, winner take all. And not this dumb crap where, like, oh, if you pin this champion, then you get their belt. But if you pin this person, you get their belt. 
pitch that as a fucking idiot. <laughs> like, you're like, what I did? Like, no, it's stupid. That's, the, that's dude, that's TNA LOL. That's <laughs> TNA booking circa 2007. That's, like, reverse battle royal level shit. Um, that's how bad it is. But, like, okay, but if you pin Becky, then what do you win? Nothing? Like, you just retain your own title? That's one of the dumbest things I've ever heard in my entire life. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so thankfully that's not happening. But I do think Becky wins here for all the shit that we said goes down with Kofi and with Brock. I do think they're going to give us the good, uh, happy ending here with Becky winning, as they should. Ronda, I think, is is leaving after WrestleMania. Charlotte winning, I, I don't even know what to tell you. I would just be like, all right, see you, RJ, and just get up and leave and just take the train back from uh, from Boston, like a hell in the cell circa 2016. Just get up and leave. <laughs> Charlotte wins with the... Uh, with the, whatever it's called, the genetic imperfection or whatever the fuck she calls that move. But, um... Natural selection. Natural selection, yeah. Dumb name. But, um, yeah, I think Becky wins here. I think they, they, they will do the right thing. Becky wins both belts and not just this, oh, you win one, but not the other. Like, no, you're going to go all in with this. You're going to go all in with this. So, uh, yeah, Becky wins, LOL. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Becky wins, LOL. <laughs> Like I said, I'm pretty sure Rousey's off. Even if she's not, she shouldn't win here. Um, I don't know. I feel like the, I she's a big name, but I don't know. Her Jets have been cool off lately. Um, Charlotte shouldn't even be in this match. I think she's literally just in it to eat a fall. Mm-hmm. Like she should be. So the thing, I think I think the end goal, at least for... Like I think Becky should honestly just hold the title. Like, I think Becky should win. And then maybe she'll lose... This, well, I guess it's unification, but I think she should honestly hold the title till SummerSlam when she faces Rousey one on one. I agree. I think that's the end goal. The end goal should be Rousey versus Ronda in a bit. Or I said Ronda versus Rousey, the bad Lynch versus Rousey, and like SummerSlam or Money in the Bank, like a big show, should be like the end goal for this feud. Like mm-hmm. Charlotte shouldn't be in it. Like I'm fucking tired of Charlotte. Like, I'm so glad when they did the ESPN interview, they just put her accomplishment as Ric Flair's daughter. <laughs> no, that was so... I don't her about it, but, like, honey, if you were Ric Flair's daughter, you probably would have won nearly the half as many titles as you won. Within and, four years, yeah, she's already an uh, eight-time champion. Uh, unbelievable. They mean and, nothing, though. Exactly. I just think you have to have Lynch win. She, it's, it's like, they've been building up for so long. The place would fucking... The place would be fucking destructive if she lost. Like, <laughs> no one wants to see fucking blink, uh, fucking Charlotte win. They already done that already when they fucking swerved us at WrestleMania 32 with fucking Charlotte winning or retaining her belt when everyone thought at least at least Sasha should have won. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was pushing for Becky back then, but that was a fucking slap in the face. <laughs> I remember uh, that you were so pissed. I kind of knew that was gonna happen, but I don't know. It's Becky's time. She's the most over person in the WWE. Put the belt on her. See what happens. Um, Becky wins LOL. Ends on a good note. WrestleMania. Should be a good show. We shit on half the show, so I'm kind of skeptical at this point. <laughs> yeah, we shit on half the show. It's like, oh, it's going to be mean, great. But half, half the show is going to be a piss break, so. <laughs> um, I mean, they can always book it right. Like I said, if they did Balor, like a fucking quick win. Same with Joe. Like, I wouldn't, obviously, I'm not going to be like, great, great match, but like, it's just, that's the serves the purpose of the match. Did it. Perfect. Gone. Like, rather have them just bang those matches out than fucking 10-minute fucking who gives a shit. Yeah. Yeah, I mean... I, 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 hope, I hope the women's tag team match goes at least 15 minutes, so I'm going to take a piss break. 
and I want food, so like I'm hoping it goes a little longer on that point. Besides <laughs> uh, those other piss break matches, bang those all out. Yeah, I hope they put the uh, four-way women's tag team title match right next to Samoa Joe Rey Mysterio, next to Bobby Lashley and Finn Balor. Give me like a good solid chunk of time. Angle and Corbin too, like a good 45 minutes so I can go get some food, get a shirt. The food's going to like start acting up on me, so I got to poop and it's going to take a while to poop. So it's going to be like a 45-minute like long thing here. And uh, just have all those matches one by one by one. Just knock them out of the way early and we get all the, the good stuff in the second half of the show. So... That's what I'm hoping for. We'll probably be there until 3 in the morning, but it's going to be a great time nonetheless. Uh, with 15 matches on this card, they're bound to add like 20 more. Uh, thank God The Undertaker, that the old grandpa that he is, is not in action on the show. I just could not give two shits about The Undertaker at this point. John Cena too, but unless the, the only way I would really care about a John Cena match on this show is if they did what you just suggested. Beyond that, I have zero interest in seeing John Cena on this show. Um, Elias... Big match, John. Big match, John. Sorry, no shits given. Big match, John. How about that? Um, what was the other thing I was gonna say? Elias. What about his concert? Who do you see interrupting him? Uh, it's gotta be the Rock. The Rock would be sick. The Rock interrupting Elias would be awesome. Why you don't want to see the? Have, who else do you have? Hulk Hogan. Oh my God! Who cares that racist piece of shit? <laughs> <laughs> oh, let me tell you something, brother. I'm a racist piece of shit, dude. Like, dude, would anyone, like, what's this, WrestleMania 21? <laughs> yeah, with Muhammad Hassan. Eugene, what about Eugene? Oh, my God, a literally special needs gimmick, I can't get me <laughs> Oh, yeah, let's book a retard to be a baby face, that's so funny. <laughs> dude, I'm watching USA Network right now, they just showed, like, oh, God, they're showing, like, how they're re-showing WrestleMania 34 from last year, they showed fucking Naomi pointing at that shit trophy. <laughs> <laughs> what, Naomi winning the trophy? Wearing the stupid fucking fabulous mother battle up. <laughs> no, like the fucking uterus vagina looking trophy. Yeah, show the trophy. It's a tough lock. <laughs> oh, it's so funny. The trophy that gives you a, uh, it gives you first entry into catering the next day. That's how, that's how prestigious that trophy is. Oh, that's amazing. I can't wait to see that thing on Sunday. I would love to just run down a ringside and just trash it because that thing is so ugly. Don't they... I, I could not, maybe this is just me, but don't they have the Andre trophy every year, but it ends up getting broken anyway. Like, I remember yeah. Swagger breaking it at one point. I feel like Strowman has broken it at one point. They just keep rebuilding it. The thing will never die. It's a battle royal that means nothing. <laughs> the match is like, I mean, the match means nothing when 98% of the people in it don't mean anything, so. No, exactly. When you have two Mojo guys from fucking Saturday Night Live in it, come on. Yeah, when you have yeah, when you have two SNL goofs in there, how could you really give two shits about it? When you have Mojo Raleigh win the goddamn thing, can you really care about it? Like the guy's not even on the card this year. That's how that's how much it did for his career. The guy's not even on the show. Uh, you know, two years later. But uh he's not getting hyped, he's staying hyped and catering this year, so oops. But um yeah, that's WrestleMania thirty five. I'm looking forward to it. The whole weekend should be a blast between takeover, mania, you're taking off the next day. Should be a great time in the city that never sleeps. So, any last-minute predictions or expectations for Mania Weekend, RJ? Well, it's going to be a fun weekend. It's going to be fucking long as shit. I know that. <laughs> uh, like you said, Mania is going to be at least seven hours. So, I know Sunday I'll be fucking just chilling, getting prepared for this fucking show. But I'm glad it won't be too hot out. So, I think last one, I was the 33 hours just fucking 
I was I went to Disney first, then I went to WrestleMania. I was absolutely gassed by then. <laughs> so I'm not doing that again this year. It's not gonna be as hot, so I think I should be in good shape. I remember last time we went, I sat outside waiting to get into the stadium for like an hour and the fucking it was like ninety five degrees beating on my face. I'm like oh, fucking toast already. The show hasn't even started yet, so I think this year will be a little bit better. I'll be more prepared. I'll take a page out of Mr. Marceau's book and get there pretty early because I was sitting in traffic in an Uber until like 5.30 until like Neville and Aries started. So I'm like, oh, there won't be any traffic. Why would there be any traffic? It's not like there's 70,000 people going to the arena. And then you... <laughs> you texted you and said, dude, you should probably leave soon. There's pretty traffic. You're like, I'll be okay. I'm like, all right. <laughs> Mr. Marceau, right as usual. And then I get outside the Uber and oh my god, it's the f- <laughs> it's the fucking projects out there. Oh my god, that was such a bad area. I thought I was gonna get mugged as soon as I got outside the Uber, and I'm walking into the arena. I thought someone was gonna strip my wallet right from my right from my pants pocket. <laughs> oh my god, they're like, "Ooh, park your car over here for ten dollars. We'll watch it for you." I'm like, "You're not watching shit, dude. Don't even talk to me. Get away from me." <laughs> oh my, so sketchy. And that arena too. Let's call a spade a spade. That arena was shit. Camping World yeah, Stadium was a, Camping World Stadium was a dump. It was a dump. Yeah, it's not nice. It was an embarrassment. I hope. Have you been? To, have you been to MetLife before or no? Yeah, I've been there before. I went to a football game before. It's nice. It's newer. Oh, okay. So hopefully it's not just like, remember you, I don't think it was you, someone else told me like, oh, they renovated it. It was just like the front row and that was it. Like everything else was still shit. Like they didn't renovate anything. It was like the floor row seats and that was that. So hopefully, hopefully MetLife is a bit more of an enjoyable experience. But uh, yeah, sounds good, brother. I'll see you on Friday at TakeOver. It's going to be great. So like I told you over text a few days ago, go to the doctor, get your markout-itis checked out, make sure it's in check so you don't lose your voice like I do because I'll be freaking the hell out when uh, when uh, Kushida uh, shows up in the crowd on Friday and we hopefully gets the same uh, chopstick green mist treatment that Shinsuke Nakamura did on the main roster. I can't wait. <laughs> It's going to be awesome. Uh, Be sure to get your sleep, no sleep, till Brooklyn. It's going to be amazing. And uh, thanks for joining me here on the show as always. No problem. It was a great time. Yeah. I'll catch your ass in Brooklyn on Friday, brother. Sounds good. Sleep well, Mr. Marcel. I'll catch you then. See you later, Jason. And on that note, guys, you can check out other episodes of WrestleRant Radio, not only next to Wrestling.net, but also on iTunes. Simply search up WrestleRant Radio on the podcast app, on the Apple Podcast app, rather. You can like the show, uh, rate the show, review the show, subscribe to the show for every new episode on Thursdays and every archived episode dating back to October of 2013. So as Mr. Marceau said, it's going to be a great time in New York this weekend. It's going to be crazy between TakeOver, WrestleMania, and all this other stuff going on. It's going to be just an absolutely wild next few days. So stick with us on social media and on YouTube for for, for more WrestleMania coverage on the website and on the socials and whatnot. So it's going to be a great time. So hopefully you guys enjoy WrestleMania weekend as much as we do. And until then, guys, we'll be back next week here on the show to break down all the festivities pertaining to WrestleMania weekend. Until then, have a great rest of WrestleMania weekend. I'm Graham Jason Matthews from Mr. Marceau, and we'll catch your ass down the road to WrestleMania.